Hey guys, it's Tammy Merhap Chavez here of Hollyweird Paranormal. Just a quick announcement before we head on into this spooky episode. If you haven't been checking in on our social media lately, then here's a little quick update. You girls of Hollyweird Paranormal will be doing their first live show at the Pasadena Playhouse this Tuesday and Wednesday. That's October 30th and 31st. For more info and where to purchase your tickets, be sure to head on over to Pasadena Playhouse playhouse.org that's where you find the premium halloween packages so what does this package include you might ask it includes access to susan hill's performance of the woman in black along with our live show and you'll get a free glass of wine it is perfection right there what a better way to spend halloween while watching a show about spirits and a theater that's haunted by spirits while listening to us talk about spirits as you sip on the spirits of course be sure to use the code word spooky during checkout to save 50 percent off on your tickets which is pretty darn dope now we hope to see your lovely faces on the 30th and or the 31st now on with the show let's get holly weird Working on a Hollywood film set could be kind of crazy, exciting, quick, but no one tells you at times it could get a little spooky. They say you can feel like you're in a different world while working on a film set, but you can feel like you're in a different vortex while working on a haunted one at that. On today's episode, we sit down with fashion and film makeup artist Callie Mazariego as we talk about our true haunted tales while working on a haunted film set. So it's last looks for the actors and the ghosts. Hey guys, we have a very special treat today. So we decided to do something a little different in honor of the month of Halloween. We decided to have a very special guest come on our podcast. And we have the young, the talented, the beautiful Callie Mazariego. Or Riega. No, Riego. Riego, I got it right. Girl, you did that. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How we met was on a haunted film set. So today, guys, we are going to bring you some Holly Weird haunted film set tales. This isn't just one time we worked on a film set that was haunted. We worked on many film sets that were haunted because the company that we work with, the production company, Trapdoor Pictures, their genre of choice is horror. And every time they shop around for locations, all those locations are haunted. It gets to the point where I even ask them. The first question is what I ask is, um, is it haunted? Uh. <laughs> is the location that we're shooting at haunted? And always the response is yes. Ugh. I think that one of um, the director's prerequisites when trying to find a location or the location manager, whomever um, finds the places, I think the first question that they ask is, is this place haunted? <laughs> like, if it's not, okay, next. Oh next. my God. No. <laughs> so, Callie and I are going to be sharing our tales on set. I know that she has another tale that happened in Portland, which was the um, another location of the feature film that we've been working on recently. 
that I couldn't go. Several months ago, I know I mentioned that I was working on a feature film set and um, they were going to shoot in Portland and I mm-hmm. couldn't make it because of schedule restraints. But you went and it turned out that they shot at a haunted location, <laughs> which is awesome. But before we go into the tales, real quickly, what I'm going to do is turn the mic over to Callie. Callie, you want to introduce yourself to everyone listening? And on top of that, why don't you share with us your first paranormal experience or any paranormal experience you had as part of this initiation into our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and anything to scare Bryce. One of us. Oh One of us. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Callie Mazarego. Um, I'm a makeup artist, hairstylist, MacGyver of all trades, <laughs> um, based in LA. And um, yeah, I've seen some shit. <laughs> Seen, heard, felt, um, raised hairs from some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I guess my my first experience with anything of the paranormal world. Um, I'm not sure if it's considered paranormal, but I know it's clairvoyance. Um, when I was really really young, um, one of my first memories, um, well, yeah, any of my first memories that I could think of. Um, were surrounded in color hmm. and wow. <clears throat> as a kid like I I felt like crazy like I, I didn't I didn't understand why when I would feel certain feelings I would see a certain color or just thinking back on certain memories I'd be like oh like that was an orange memory and I'm like what does orange mean to me in my life like wow. what, that that's weird and um, I I told my aunt about the colors once and she was like oh, I don't know she's she's just a, she's an artistic little one <laughs> and um, yeah like I, I I thought I was just being artistic and that was my artistic eye and that was it but as I got older and as I began to uh, trust my intuition mm. and what I was really feeling and what I know um, it, it comes to 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 be that I was seeing auras Oh wow! Auras in color. That's interesting. A lot, a lot of uh, auras like are in color, and people see that. Like they'll say, "Oh, your aura is like green or orange," wow. which relates to chakra. You know, the oh, chakras. Wow. I know orange is what I think is ground. No, red is grounded. Orange, I think, is the third or fourth chakra, which is like your stomach. I'm not sure. I could what be is, wrong. What is purple? That's your seventh. That's your um. That's your third eye. That's the highest chakra. That's insane that you just tell me this because I haven't even like researched enough about it. Um, but a lot of really important um, memories that I've had like from my childhood were surrounded in either um, violet or blue. Whoa. Blue is your creativity. Purple is the highest form. That's your third eye. So you have a very strong third eye. Damn. And you are creative. Damn. Uh... You draw. You're a makeup artist, you're a hairstylist, you're a true artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, girl. <laughs> Look at us learning things. It makes sense. <laughs> now, Callie and I met on a haunted film set. Mm. <laughs> and um, we didn't know that this set was haunted. That was, one of, uh, that was one of the things that I forgot to ask Justin, who was our producer and AD on this set, on this film, this little short film called The Babysitter Murders. And it was, um, I believe it was on the outskirts of downtown Los Angeles. 
It was off of Harvard Avenue. I believe that was the name of the street we shot at. But it was this. No, it was on um, in the West Adams area. That's right. Yeah, That's it was right. On Harvard. And the house was a two-story colonial white home, and it's set on this street with all these beautiful uh, homes that dated back to the 30s and 40s. A lot of craftsmen-inspired homes. Lots of craftsmen's. Um, that one was a colonial. Um, on the same street, there's also a Victorian. Um, and I had no idea, but in this area, they're not allowed to... Uh, to change the outside or the insides of the homes like structurally mm-hmm. um, because they're seen as landmarks. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're protected sure. um, property in um, the city of Los Angeles. So our film was shot here on this street and at this specific house. And I believe that the house was at one point owned by a doctor and his family and then it was donated to another I think it was donated to a school mm. and then and someone else purchased the house and it was passed down to um, another one of their generation and he uses it to rent out to other film sets and mm. TV sets and commercials and stuff like that. Wow. I know like they filmed parts of a Halloween movie, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I think was yeah. the interior of um, the use that house for the interior of that wow. film. Even non-horror films, like I know they used one of the rooms for running with scissors and for a couple of mystery shows. They did a Bob Dylan um, Christmas music video there. Okay, that's That's really so random. I love it. Oh my God, yes. Well, it turned out that there were stories circulating around this film set of some weird noises and happenings that were occurring there. So a little... um, a little tidbit about this company that we work with. It's a group of guys that I went to grad school with, mm. and um, we went to Florida State, and they were in film school. I was in theater school getting my MFA in costume and technology. They were doing a uh, thesis film, and surprise, surprise, the, the-, <laughs> the thesis film was set in a haunted plantation. Oh, God. It, no, it was like really a haunted plantation. Oh, that's so dope. It was dope. And what gets even crazier is uh, we had two weeks to shoot it. I was there for a week and we were uh, we rented a bed and breakfast in the town of Monticello, Florida, because it was this town that we were shooting in outside of Tallahassee. And the bed and breakfast was haunted. Oh, my God. Girl. I mean, basically, isn't all of Florida haunted? Like, let's just assume that. I think. I think we can be safe in that assumption. Yeah. So fortunately, I didn't see anything on that film set. I heard and felt a lot of things, which um, we'll go into detail about when I have them come onto our podcast because they know about our podcast and they are willing to come in and share their crazy tales because they have a lot. Dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, they have a ton. So real quickly, um, did you feel or see any? No, I I can't say I've felt anything in that house. Um, I wonder sometimes too, it's like when you're there to work and that's like your focus, it's hard because I think for me, anytime I've experienced the things that I can't explain is when I'm at like my least defensive for lack of a better word like either Absolutely. like right before I sleep or very early you know we always talk about like the quote haunting hour so it's always so hard when you're like there to work yeah because that's like a whole different mindset yeah, for like, sure. especially like creatives we are all so like I'm here to work it's time to show up and like if something were happening 
like it kind of yeah. goes over your head a 100%, little bit. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm busy. I'm doing makeup. Thank you. Right. <laughs> like, uh, ghost. I'm. I'm. I'm cool. Like, yeah. I gotta work. <laughs> I gotta make it. this money. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think where we were stationed in was a very positive room because mm. a lot of people during the whole process of the film shoot would like to come into the room that we were stationed at. So we were stationed in room um, that was like the, called the pink room and it was both makeup and wardrobe. It was a good vibe room. It was a good vibe because people that. literally come into that room just to sit down and Aww. chill. Absolutely. Like um, our production office was actually in the room next door and our director and producer would oftentimes come into our green room well our makeup hair and makeup and wardrobe mm-hmm. room just to sit and chill and just do paperwork and like you know that's that's totally fine not like I, I gotta know. get my work done <laughs> I and I need my space yeah <laughs> exactly but it was in this room where they would come and sit down and share their tales So they would share stories with us about the strange happenings and occurrences that would happen after filming and I think even before. So one of the crazy stories was this. Um, This is one that Justin told me while he was hanging out in the room, taking a break. So he mentioned that something happened where they were setting up the house before shooting. Mm. And it was the room across from us. They used one of these rooms as storage to store like the flats and mm. these walls. They had all the flats and the walls up against the wall. So that's what they set the night before shoot in this room. When they came in the next morning, all no. those flats <laughs> all those flats were on the floor. Creepy. All those flats were like laid out on the floor, and those are some heavy flats. Oh yeah, I remember you. You, you were telling me about these stories. Yeah. And things were just like moving, like oh, going up and down. They were laid out. It wasn't like they had slid down on the floor. No, they oh. were all laid laid down on the ground. Ew. Someone came in and just like, nope, they belong on the floor. No, that's not where walls go. And it, yeah, they there was no explanation for it. They had no idea. They were even asking other people that were coming on set yeah. that morning. They're like, hey, bro, were you here last night? Did you Or were you here this morning early, early? Like, did you move this? Mm-hmm. No explanation. None. That is the worst. And then um, I remember Justin told me another occurrence that happened with him. So he, someone had to spend the night in the house. And it always happens in every, you know, in every location of of a shoot. Someone always has to stay the night in on on set because there's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of dollars worth of equipment that's already set there and this neighborhood was not a safe neighborhood at night mm-hmm. plus they didn't have a security guard at that time that sounds like my actual nightmare job like <laughs> yeah we really need someone to stay on set like oh my god no please oh he'll soon regret it so justin had his like inflatable bed set up in the office on the second floor <laughs> Sure. So sure. he was like, I'll stay and I'll like, you know, guard this house and its equipment. And it turns out that around 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning, he would wake up to what sounded like footsteps. Mm. And then he started to hear what sounded like marble balls were like rolling all over the attic. No. And Justin, no matter He's another one where it's like, no matter how many things happen to him, he, I would call him a very open-minded skeptic, mm. but he's the type that will get up and start roaming around and saying like, who's here? Like his first thought is who's in the house. Right. Yeah. And he's like, who's trying to steal my shit? Right. Yeah. It was like, who's trying to steal her equipment? Because Literally, I mean, though. they had a lot of great 
equipment, a lot of expensive cameras. Yeah. So he he brought a baseball bat with him that night because, <laughs> you know, the nature of the neighborhood. Sure. And he walks around the house, turns on all the lights. No one's there. No one is around. And then when he's downstairs, he hears what sounds like footsteps upstairs. So he's like, okay, there's someone in the house. He is like thinking, no, there is someone here with me. And he goes up the stairs. There's no one. He ends up calling the police and they show up. They do. Yeah, they do a sweep of the house and they find nothing. They don't find um, like a broken window. Wait, I didn't even know that he actually called the police and they did a sweep. Oh, yeah, they did. What? Damn. They did a sweet, because he got scared. Yeah. Yeah. I think he didn't want to admit that he got scared. (laughs) Uh. Justin, we know you. We know you're a little scaredy cat. It's okay. All God's children. It's okay. He said, yeah, two officers showed up at the house. They, you know, they're like, is everything okay? And he's like, I just want you guys just to walk around this house. Just, Just so, you know, he he feels safe because he has to stay the rest of the night there. So they did a sweep and nothing nothing came up damn but this happened every single night that he was staying the night that's insane it started happening so he asks this dude his friend of his who is by the way a marine nothing can scare this guy Mm. he's six foot tall he is a mountain of a man so he asked this guy, bro, come and stay the night with me in this house. Aww. And I want you to hear these things that are occurring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going crazy. I don't know what it is, but I need some validation. Mm-hmm. So the guy stays the night with him. They wake up to the noises again. Sounds like footsteps. Sounds like marbles. Wait, they both hear it this time. They both hear it. Girl, good night. I'm out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> good luck. Steal what you want. I can't. Take it all. Yeah. But the dude, no, the, the guy, the Marine was like, there's someone here. No, no, bro. There's someone here. And he's like, I'm going to save the day. Oh my God. I'm going to be that hero. So he goes up to the attic with a flashlight and he mm-hmm. notices that there is this bin, this little like bucket of marbles in the middle of the attic. And what's outside of that bucket are marbles. No. But no one's upstairs. No one's in the attic. The guy goes downstairs and they're in the second floor. And then Justin says it sounded like there was a party going on in the basement. Oh, my God. Both of them heard voices, and they heard what sounded like shuffling in the basement. What? Do you remember the basement? Yes, I remember the basement. Remember how the... The basement was huge. It was vast. It almost looked like um, back in the day, they used to hold horses there, like almost like like they had like stables there. Like, I I actually shot... um, part of a feature there a couple weeks ago and I had access to the whole house before we set up and I actually like walked the premises and like and saw things that I I didn't see uh the last time and I noticed that the basement um there was iron gates um for doors and iron gates on the windows on on the on the ground floor um which was the basement um, in terms of like the structure mm-hmm. of how the house is built. But when you go into the basement, it almost like has arches that resemble where you would put um, like horses, but just more miniature, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. A- and that, that kind of like strikes me as odd. If it's not for horses, maybe it was influenced by stables, but at the same time, like what were you guys holding down there? Yeah. Exactly. That, that, that kind of like kind of fucked me up a little bit. No, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm, like, I, I, it just like reminded me of that episode um, from 
American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 season was that? Coven, maybe. Isn't what, there a creepy what, basement? No. Um, oh. What what season was it that? Was it the carnival or the circus? No, no, no. I, I forgot what freak season show? it was. No, it was freak show. Mm-mm-mm. Like it was that that weird lady. That drank blood. Oh yeah, that is Coven. That was. Uh, oh, that was Coven. Yeah. Yeah, it, re- it reminds me yeah, of that Adam episode Mallory. of Coven. Yeah. With um Kathy Bates. And yeah, she, like, when puts the yeah blood when on Kathy her. Bates yeah. like puts puts a dude um in, in a animal mask. It was like well animal head. Oh. Yeah. It was the head of a what was it a like a, it was a bull. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The head of a he, bull. She made a minotaur. Yeah. Yeah, like that basement almost resembled that like Ew. scene location. Yeah. And like it just brought me to a really weird place, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> And it's super creepy whenever other people are like, oh, yeah, I hear it, too. Now it's not just you. Maybe you're tired or overworked or hearing whatever you're, like, wanting to hear, quote, unquote. When other people hear the same thing, that is too much. Like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, they both heard the party. They both heard the marbles and the footsteps. Like, no, no. Is that too much or does it make it enough for you to be validated? It's nice to have the validation, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, at least you know you're not crazy. Right. But, like, then what's the alternative? Like, that it's actually happening. Like, oh, God, no. <laughs> the craziest thing about the basement, remember, the basement caught on fire a year or two prior before we shot there. What? It was, it was blocked off. In 2014, when we were shooting there, the basement was blocked off because of the fire. No one was allowed in and around the basement. That door was always closed. Damn. Yeah. But was it? It was because we, we, I remember them putting a sign and tape in front of that door. No one's allowed in there because it was a hazard. I don't know. When I went there um, a couple weeks ago. Well, that was a couple of weeks. This was in 2014. True, but it did look still old. Uh. <laughs> Girl, maybe. design design choice, not mine. They, right? They're like, we're gonna make it look still really shitty. Well, like, you know, in between okay. now and 2014, we don't know what was, you know. Wait, what was shot there? Because yeah, it, yeah, because that that place is is no one no one inhabits at home per- mm. permanently. That that place is just strictly for sets, and mm. they leave it as the last um, set leaves it. Like they don't. Yeah. Remember, we saw that big pentagram in that room. I think it was by the living room. No. Yeah, because they were shooting. Sure. They were shooting a, another horror short in that area, and they used one of the rooms. And they're like, "Yeah, it's about a group of teens trying to summon the demons." I'm like, "Oh, they did it in this room, obviously." Right. Yeah. There was like wax on the floor, also. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. God. There you go. Yep. So they hear what sounds like a party, people's voices coming from the basement. And mind you, there's no one in the basement. There's no one allowed in the basement. And this Marine really wanted to go and venture the basement. And Justin's like, do not go in there. It is a hazard. Don't go in there. Right. So they, both of them did a mad sweep of the house and they couldn't find anything. There was just no you know, reason behind like the noises, yeah. behind the footsteps, the marbles, what sounded like a party coming from the basement that was already blocked and blocked off. So that was his stories. Then do you remember the, I think it was the set designer or the set dresser 
she had experienced something too one night but she was <laughs> she was a set dresser and i remember her and justin were telling me this story so one night she was setting up the living room for a scene and this is after we all left and they it was justin ryan her and it was just the three of them hannah herney that one hey yes girl. hey girl hey Love hannah your work <laughs> And um, it was just three of them at the house. They were setting up the living room for the next day. They were definitely going to pull an all-nighter for this scene. So she stays behind. Justin and Ryan go out to get pizza. And she decides, I'm going to take a little, I'm going to take a little nappy nap on this couch. So she's like laying down. She's looking at her phone. And then she hears footsteps upstairs. No, thank you. She gets up out of the couch. She's like, oh, Ryan, Justin, are you there? So she goes up the stairs. She's hearing the shuffling. And no one's calling out to her. No one. So she's getting a little scared. She's like, is someone, did someone like sneak into this house while I was laying down on the couch? So she calls Ryan and she calls Justin. She's like, can you guys come over immediately? So fortunately, they're already halfway there with pizza which is nice that's the dream that is dream. Right. <laughs> um they like, come if you can't ward a ghost or an evil spirit away with like crystals or like healing light pizza is your next best option cheese works uh, it does <laughs> the oregano maybe the little fennel <laughs> the herb work in there you mm-hmm. got it yeah <laughs> we're gonna get so many emails like that is not good advice yes it is yes, pizza it is. is life you- <laughs> Right. It's life. It's our safe word. It's everything. It's everything. Yes. Pizza is my religion. Yes. <laughs> There's also Pizza Gate. Pizza Gate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. How do I not know what that is? Oh my God. Look, how do I join? I know, right? <laughs> no, you, you definitely don't want to join and Pizza that Gate. That is how you end up in a cult. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think, think that's it is what it would take. Like, if they offered me free pizza, I'd be like, look, I'll consider it. <laughs> It's fine. Pizzagate is a debunked conspiracy theory that went viral during 2006 U.S. presidential election cycle. Pizzagate. That's what it is. Annoying gate. <laughs> yeah, right. Pizza. All right. So they come in. They Well, they, they pull up and they notice that she's sitting outside. And she is kind of freaking out. She's like, I swear to God, I heard what sounded like footsteps in the second floor. And I Ew. thought it was you two. And they're like, no, we're... we're we just came back with the pizza and she's like well i am not going to go in there unless you know you guys come inside with me and figure out who's in this house and then justin tells her oh well here is what's been going on so he tells her this has been a common occurrence mind you the time that this was all occurring was around 2 a.m no yeah it's getting close to magic hour Yeah. yeah and it's the same time that justin whenever he would stay the night would hear these noises oh two o'clock was it yeah they're a magic number. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. <laughs> so those were the creepy tales from Damn. that location off of Harvard Avenue. Well, thank goodness it was just that and that it wasn't like trying to mess with the shooting or like any of the actual equipment or like that's still so creepy though. That we know of. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I researched the house and nothing happened in the house. No, There's no murders, no deaths, no nothing it's just like we what we mentioned before yeah. all these films coming in and out all this energy that mm. i'm sure like the woods the wood in the floor and the walls are absorbing yeah lord knows what is left behind yeah. and what energy is manifesting there absolutely even if it's a fake seance like a theatrical seance mm-hmm. like it, it's still 
putting the intention out totally. into the universe and yeah that that house of has seen has absorbed has felt some shit totally mm-hmm. oof that gives me the willies so this little short film is done yay babysitter <laughs> murders was done I'm gonna have to find a link so I can put it in my show notes or in the Instagram or Facebook links but um so that was done in 2014 they pitched this little this little film and we finally get backing for the feature yes. so we got the we got the backing for the feature so now it's a big people film <laughs> it's like, it is going to be a very big film and it is a big film because they cast Jacob Elordi from the kissing booth and then they also cast Clancy Brown of Pet Cemetery 2 and those are some big names mm-hmm. and uh, the first location that we're shooting at is an old Victorian town outside of Glendale. And it's just a collection of old Victorian homes. It's in Montecito Heights. Um, it's in Montecito Heights. Um, it's called the Heritage Museum. Mm-hmm. Heritage Square. Heritage do they, Square do Museum. Do people live there or it's just for like filming location type It's It's buildings? not even specifically only for filming location. Like it's, it's a museum, if oh, you will, wow. of um, all these Victorian houses that they preserved um, a couple of years back um, that were supposed to be um, leveled off. Oh. Some some of them were found in Pasadena. Some of them were found in downtown LA um, before they um, like restructured mm-hmm. the, the city to be what it is now. Um, so a lot of these beautiful Victorian houses were being leveled off and um, there were some in particular that were just too special to be leveled off and they wow. were preserved. They were actually lifted um, put on a um, on a like a truck on a on a trailer and Damn. they were they were completely moved to this location. They were restored. Um, like all of the like a lot of the original furniture is still um, in those houses. Holy and cow. yeah, they're not they're not able to mo- modernize them at all. Sure. And now they're 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 for people's viewing. Wow, yeah. that's that's so cool. Yeah, it's so dope. I love that you can just like, let's just move a house. No big deal. <laughs> what? Like, what? Let's just scrape it from the bottom. Yeah, right? Just, like, throw it on. <laughs> just, just put that up in Glendale. It's so but. simple. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a collection of homes on this land, and especially a church. And uh, I believe it was like a pharmacy, like a shop. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a chapel. There was a pharmacy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a little village, and there was even like a garden with like flowers and vegetables that were being grown. There was totally a bunch of chickens there. Just saying. That's so random. Like, like <laughs> random ass chickens just like walking around, just chilling. Like, hey, we're here. We're, we're cool. Bye. And then a bunch of cats. The cats are so fucking sweet. <laughs> so sweet. So random. Right. Dead. They were perfect because in between takes, we would go chill with the cats and the chickens on this like this property but um what i noticed too about the homes and and even that little pharmacy they collected a lot of antiques Mm. so lots of energy in any of those things yes Mm -hmm. so where do we begin with this i want to say that we were in two to three locations where we're filming on that in that property so the first house where we were set up you weren't set up there in that one house that was next to the White House. So wardrobe was set up in the second floor of one of the homes of this square. And it was one of the most elaborate homes. And it looked 
a bit creepy because of the mm. color palette of the exterior of it. But um, from my research before setting foot on this property, of course, I was going to do research mm-hmm. on Heritage Square. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that there was a paranormal team that investigated those houses on that property and they collected a lot of evidence. Yeah. So based on their evidence in this particular home where wardrobe was stationed, they collected what sounded like EVPs of children laughing on the second floor. There were even claims that people saw two little girls dressed in white. They even claimed that one of the, I guess, women that used to live in that house would would appear in, in the windows mm-hmm. at night. That's terrible. And she was always dressed in white. Um, but other than that, like there was no negative vibes in that house. Mm. But then we had our production office, our PO, stationed in the white house next door. And that house looked very innocent. But a lot of people claim that there's a lot of bad juju. And in the paranormal investigations that they did in that house, they had a lot of EBPs that said, get out, get the fuck out, um, leave, and whatnot. And I know that you felt some stuff in that in that White House as well. Yeah, I definitely felt some stuff um, in that White House in particular. Um, that was one of our... Um, restroom locations mm. and girl i always gotta go so i <laughs> so i was there multiple times i feel and every single time that i was in there like i would walk into the house everything would be fine wouldn't feel a vibe but the second i would turn the corner and go into this really small um it's a powder room um i would just immediately feel like my equilibrium was off Whoa. like i feel like i i would have like almost like about a vertigo like i i like at times like i would hold on to the side of the wall because it felt like i was i was slipping to one side mm-hmm. like tilting on 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 one side it, it was just uh. like the weirdest weirdest situation and it would almost like make me like question what i was feeling like mm. or or i don't know it would, it would bring the hypochondriac out of me and yes. i'd be like oh my god like i'm sick my sugar's low like what's happening what's happening yeah. <laughs> and i would just like pee and get out of there and just like leave and i'm like okay maybe maybe that was like a fluke mm. like that was like an accident what who, who knows like maybe i'm just feeling weird today but it kept on happening day after day it, it didn't just stop from that one happening um from one singular mm-hmm. time that i went during the day it, it kept on happening throughout the day and then the other um subsequent days and i just knew what i was feeling was mm-hmm. real like after that yeah man everyone felt the same way i didn't feel anything off when i would use the restroom in there but i know that whoever was in the po office they felt like a weird vibe in that room and i know that people had the same experience that you had whenever they would go in and out of that house but um yeah that bathroom in particular though like there was just something very very odd like like i think that just being in that tilted mode like it just makes you confused like i i can't explain it more than that maybe the house wasn't balanced maybe it wasn't leveled properly that could be another you know it's really i looked at the floor though i looked at the floor like because you can expect like things to be like a little bit off like when it's a really old home and yeah duh they like picked it up and they moved it to a completely different location but like i i couldn't see anything out of the ordinary it just was so off it gets worse in another house that you experienced uh, a lot of weird things and other people experience weird things as well Mm -hmm. so it was the 
it was the octagon house. So there mm. is a house that looked like an octagon. And we were shooting the second installment of the mm. anthology in that house. And we were set in that house for an entire week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were claiming like, they Whoa. felt nauseous in this house. Girl, I take it a step further and I can vouch for myself and I could vouch for my roommate who is also um, the producer of this film. Um, She had a similar experience to mine, but I'm going to talk about mine. Mm -hmm. Um, So the second I walked into that house, I started to feel like the house is like almost like swaying, like just ever so slightly back and forth. And I'm just like, okay, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And then I start to think like, oh my gosh, like, Maybe I really am sick. Like maybe my sugar levels really wow. off or something. Yeah. So I go to have a snack, drink some water, and um, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better. I, th- I think I'm rocking out. I go back in the house, and the same exact thing happens. Weird. And I'm like, okay, this is really odd. So I feel so uncomfortable from this swaying kind of feeling that I have to sit down. So I'm sitting down and. I keep feeling that feeling and I'm just like, dude, this is really, really off. And at the time, like I'm just so in my head about my health that I'm not even considering that it's the actual house Mm. and that there's probably some paranormal activity or some just energy manifesting there that I just can't explain at the time. And, and yeah, like it's, it's, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't like, me fucked up in the head because my uh my roommate who has no experience with this like oh wow like with anything of the paranormal world or doesn't particularly even care or or believe in it mm-hmm. she said the same exact thing she was like i've like i i felt like the the place was like like swaying back and forth like we were on a boat and i'm like girl i felt the same thing and i was like did you feel any type of nausea also and she's like she's like slightly i had to sit down most of the time whoa and i'm like i remember her sitting down yeah majority of the time yeah granted we were sitting down on the staircase because we were near a monitor and we were just like at video village like witnessing everything that was happening but it was it was a little bit for what we were doing and a little bit because we were feeling like shit. Yeah, that's so creepy that it was affecting you both in such a similar way that you were experiencing the same like external impetus. Like that's that's super creepy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not something that we discussed that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even discuss it months after. We well, well now it is months after. Right. Like I asked her actually like two days ago. I was like, did you experience anything odd there? And she's like, Absolutely. Whoa. I felt A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, girl, I didn't even have to tell you my experience for it to mimic yeah. exactly what I was yeah. feeling. Like, it, it's not wrong. That's so crazy. It was very, very crazy. And other people had the same experience, mm-hmm. too. Some people even had to, like, leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. And even Ryan felt the same way. The director felt the same way. And he mentioned something about a bathroom in there. And people didn't like going in and out of that bathroom. They didn't like passing the bathroom to go to the kitchen. They avoided it. They were like, there's something off about that bathroom. It's so interesting because, so wait, I'm sorry. Was this octagon house? This wasn't part of the historical village. It was. See, okay. That's what is like so crazy is that in some ways it's like mimicking 
locations that are haunted, but it's not the original location. So you've moved the home or the building itself. So I wonder if that's why the residual energy is not presenting in like a super manifested way, because it's not like the original plot of land where whatever may have happened actually happened, but it's just like the echo that's like you were saying, absorbed in the wood, absorbed in the walls, whatever it may be that's affecting people, but not in like a super concrete way. Like you've been saying like these sort of like nebulous feelings and then it just builds and continues and that's so crazy whatever energy is in there it's kind of like almost like a scared energy to come out like yeah they're they're trying to 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 make contact absolutely by affecting us like on a on a cerebral Mm. on a physical almost level but i don't know i'm i want to take it a step further and and actually question where the actual wood was derived from like was this wood just the first time like when when the house was built was it just new wood and whatever like to build that like i i actually like question like was that was that wood repurposed um from from like a boat yeah anything like any any anything yeah anything close to water like any like Wow. Well, we always shipwreck talk, material, yeah. um, boardwalk wood. I don't know. Like things are like constantly being totally. reused and refurbished. I, I I really do wonder if it has the energy of anything seaside related. Yeah, and we always talk about that where it's like layers that like permeate through history of like who knows like as far back as you trace it, those are still echoing through the layers of like the decades, and that's. Yeah, I would not be even remotely surprised. It's like, surprise, you're in like a boathouse. Damn it, not again. Let me live my life on solid ground. Like, God. Damn it. I know, yeah. Not again. I looked into the history of the house, and from, from what I researched, the house belonged to a family, and it was passed down for many, many years. Wow. And it was, you know, a home. And um, I think, like, whoever were the last descendants were like, no, we're going to donate it to the city. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But a family, families did live house. in the house. But <laughs> there's no talk of, like, anyone seeing a specific entity mm. or anything negative. It's just for some reason that house is off. But maybe the house had a life of its own. And yeah. maybe, you know, with the transition, like you mentioned before, Bryce, like, the transportation of the house the house was swaying who who knows like maybe oh, it was yeah. like okay i did not even think about that Me but neither, yeah. the swing of, of the house like maybe it's not even seaside related at all like mm-hmm. just the actual really, movement yeah, just the actual movement of it maybe okay this is just me projecting <laughs> but maybe like whatever energy that resides there is just trying to make others feel what it felt yeah. during it, like the traumatic yes. move because whatever way you slice it, it's traumatic yeah. to whatever resides there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disney's smart house. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. It, it's true. Like people claim that houses have an energy. It yeah. has a, a, they have a, a life of, of their own. And there's even people that I've heard in other episodes of like paranormal podcasts where they're like, I walked into a home and it was like calling out to me wow. to, to live here. Like you got to live here. This is this should be your place. And there's other people that are like, man, I got a bad energy from that house. Totally. That, ener- that house is not like people, yeah. you know? 
So maybe these homes have a specific energy. Who mm-hmm. knows? Because they've been transitioned. They've been taken out of their, you know, rooted land and mm-hmm. transported to this other, you know, side of the city into a different land. So who who knows? Yeah, I think that is true. Like, have you ever been where you just, like, go to someone's house and for whatever reason you're just, like, not about it? Like, sometimes it's a smell or, like, some random like whatever you want to call energy or just vibe that you're getting you're just like i don't like this house or like we were even talking before we started filming where you're like you were mentioning that this is the first time that the place you've been staying feels like home there is like a Mm -hmm. feeling that you get yeah whatever that may be i certainly don't know but it's just like i would definitely buy that if it if it is feeling off that then you're picking up on that like weird vibration or whatever it is possibly also what you bring to it as well there have been some homes where i've had friends who've gone in and done some renovations and it's like you can walk in and feel the love that they put into Mm -hmm. that house Absolutely. and it seems like in some way whenever i would walk into a house and that's been renovated i get one of two things i get a like a Mm. sense of relief yeah yeah yes and other times it's it's more like what the fuck is happening what are you Mm -hmm. doing which leads me to the house that we were stationed in, um, where wardrobe was stationed in. And Callie and I had experienced some things on a app, on a Snapchat app. Oh, right. Yeah, so when we... Girl! <laughs> Girl! So when we loaded into the house, when we, when we loaded into this house, and this is the house that looked kind of creepy, but this was the house that I felt a lot of, like, interesting vibes there, mm. it was for the most part positive but in the very first night when we were or in the morning when we were loading in i felt like people were watching us mm. and i felt the house in shock because the house was being prepped for a scene the interior of it was being prepped for a big scene mm-hmm. and we were moving around furniture they were moving rugs they were moving in other pieces mm. and you could feel like you're being watched and you could feel I, I personally felt like the house was saying, what the hell are you doing? Mm. And when you work in film sets, especially my husband, he works on set where they, he works for a company where they have to go on location and uh, cover the floor with cardboard. They have to block off certain rooms because a lot of times these production companies rent these big elaborate homes or condos or buildings, and a lot of times these buildings or these homes have expensive wooden floors mm-hmm. or expensive paintings, and they rent them out to these productions, and they have a list of rules. So they're like, you can't come in here and shoot in this particular area, but you right. can, you know, shoot in this area. But this area has to be protected because there's a lot of people walking in and out and sure. bringing a lot of heavy equipment. So in this case. I didn't see them covering any floors. And I noticed that, you know, they were moving a lot of very delicate items in and around this house. But um, from what my research uh, stated, the second floor had a lot of activity. I didn't feel anything off Mm. in that floor, but I felt that I was being observed. Wow. That I was being watched. And there are times where I was by myself in that house, especially on the second floor. When I had to do alterations or I was just going over notes, I just had this feeling. I would always turn around and look at the doorway. Like, I always felt like something was watching me, like kind of peeking its head out. I always, like, state, hey, like, I'm cool. We're cool. I'm here doing some work. I don't mean any disrespect or harm. Mm -hmm. 
And I think for the most part, whatever was there felt comfortable with me being there. So (laughs) when I was there by myself, I decided to be the bold paranormal investigator by using the Snapchat app. And there's a technique with this app where if you reverse the camera using the facial features, the facial recognition feature, there have been some videos on YouTube where there have been people who've used that feature and they've um, used that feature whenever they would reverse the camera on them or wherever room they're recording or trying to take a picture of. And you can see clearly, like, for example, the puppy dog. You can see, like, there's this thing in front of you that the camera and the app is recognizing that you can't see, but it's there. And the app is recognizing the facial feature. We posted this on our Instagram. If you dig deeper into our earlier post, you can see the video. So there is this one area that I was collecting a lot of those types of videos where Mm. at one point I would tell it, if you're here, can you stand in front of this camera so we could see you with the puppy dog ears and it would show itself in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was really crazy because even before she would say that, like I'd be like, I I would have my um, Snapchat um, puppy dog, Mm -hmm. I guess, facial recognition um, thing on and it would not appear for me. But the second that Tammy would would call it out and say, hey, like, like, are you here? Like, you know, we feel you. Like, can you show us, like, through the puppy dog? Um, it would appear, like, right Whoa. after she would say it. Like, and, and it, it wouldn't interrupt her. It wouldn't show itself before. It would show up right at the second that she would ask politely. Damn. So, like, that, that, that truly gives me some type of belief that, this is actually what it was because she even tried it on my phone and it wouldn't it wouldn't work with me calling it out but it would only work with tammy and i think it's because tammy came in with such a respectful Mm, vibe mm -hmm. and and just just honored its presence um as opposed to being scared of it yeah and um yeah it would show itself to tammy it would manifest itself with tammy and that was super cool Super, super cool. But um, from my own experience in that house, I only felt like a loving and inviting energy. Wow. Like, I never once felt like I was, like, in peril or something was trying to hurt me or someone was trying to um, scare me. Nothing like that. Like, I just, I, I felt invited. I did, too. I really did, too. And that was one of the things that I researched in the house that the paranormal team collected. They collected EVPs that said stay please don't go stop them from leaving and from what i researched the house was owned by uh, a family and was passed down throughout this family tree and from what i researched the family they were very normal family they were very loving they always threw um they would always throw parties during christmas and certain holidays so it was a very loving atmosphere and that's what i felt and mm-hmm. when we had to leave that location when we had to move to a trailer because they had to open that house for tours i felt like this it, it was this weird pull like don't go wow it was the it was i don't know how to explain it i almost got emotional leaving because it just felt like it didn't want yeah. us to leave no tammy definitely got emotional i, I could totally um 
remember that like you kept going in and out of the house mm-hmm. even after like i think you were saying that like oh i'm gonna dummy check it's like no like you want to linger there a lot longer it was like wow it was as as though they were calling me back i don't know how to explain it yeah. i never felt anything like this anywhere else but the trailer that we were set up in was i want to say almost like a block away from where the the house was located and it was just like this weird pool hmm. it like when whenever we would have a break, I would always, I would always tell Kelly like Kelly, do you want to go hang out on the second floor? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and every time I would go and hang out, it was always like, oh, welcome back, and I would always use a Snapchat app to communicate, and it would always appear for Tammy. That's like, so crazy. Day after day, like different times of the day, it would only appear for Tammy, and I thought that that was fucking cool. Snapchat keeping families together. I know and ghosts. <laughs> And goose. Very much alive. Yeah. Not dead. All right. So we end shooting and um, we go to another location and we finish, you know, shooting what we can in that other location. And then, of course, the film is sent to Astoria. Now, you, Kelly, have a lot of receipts and tales about what happened on that location because it was creepy now i couldn't go because of um schedule restraints that i had here in la so i hired um a girl to head wardrobe there and she was really cool and she felt and seen and heard some stuff that she couldn't explain Mm -hmm. and you did too yeah so you want to tell us about that so another installment of the anthology film was set in astoria oregon and um, a little history about Astoria. It's it's a seaside, um, really sleepy, uh, hmm. sleepy town, and um, a lot of a lot of movies were filmed there. Well, a lot of cult favorite movies like um, Free Willy. Woo-hoo. Oh yeah, Andy's baby. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Free Willy, The Goonies. Um, they're they're known for their Goonies exteriors um, being shot in Astoria. Um, <clears throat> And a couple other films were, were shot there also. But, yeah, like this this town, um, it's like one of the oldest um, seaside towns on the uh, West Coast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like there, it, it, it just seemed like there was something missing from the town in terms mm. of like bringing it to an energetic place that I'm like, oh, I totally want to go back. Mm. There is... There's just a disparity. I, mm. I, I can't mm-hmm. put my finger on it. Um, the people there, they were excited to have like people from L.A. out there, people from Portland yeah. um, stationed there shooting a movie. But then again, there was a, a bunch of locals that were almost like characters like in a in a horror film. Like they almost didn't want you there. Weird. They they, they wouldn't say anything, but they would give you looks. They would spy on you. Um, they would appear in certain places. And Ew. I'm just like, yeah, right. I don't know how I feel about it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, this um, particular town has a, um, a really old Victorian home that has been there since the beginning of Astoria. Um, Captain Flavel and his family, they owned a Victorian. Um, it, it's a what a three-story victorian mm-hmm. three-story yeah um and this 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 uh family they were very much so secluded in this home um mm-hmm. 
so he he had a tower at the top, Captain Flavel, where he would see his fleet of um, boats coming in, dock, mm-hmm. docking in. Well, is that is that a term? Sure. Yeah. I'm not nautical, <laughs> so I don't know. Yep. Right. To port. Um, and the uh-huh. kids, the kids, um, his wife, they live there also. And but but that was that was a thing for them. They were they were very secluded in that home from what I heard. Hmm. Um, and this this home in particular is just so incredibly beautiful. Like, there's so many um, different rooms there. And, like, it was just configured so comfortably, like, to fit how many, however many people live sure. there. Um, and it was kept original. Everything is original in that home. Whoa. So they have... Um, clothing that the Flavel um, family would would wear. They had furniture that the Flavel family no. owned. Um, the the bathroom. There's this one particular bathroom that was on the second floor. I can never forget it. Um, the the tub was a tin tub. The um, the sink, marble, beautiful, like one piece marble Jeez. sink vanity thing. <sighs> Um, just super old school, like the the pull string for for the um, for the toilet. It was it was just really really beautiful, yeah. and they they had a a really nice um, beautiful big window overlooking the the backyard. There was there's such a beautiful garden there. Like it was just a beautiful yeah. vibe. But there was something about that that bathroom that would always draw me in in between takes. Um, I, I kind of am a wanderer anyway. Why is it always in bathrooms? Yeah, that is very specific. <laughs> why? I, I wonder. I, I have no idea why. Maybe because you're vulnerable in a way. You know what I mean? Like, not in like a creepy way, but just like your defenses are down. Like, right, right, right. Literally, quote unquote. Oh, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm vulnerable. Like, eh, my pants are down. Yeah, right? Literally. <laughs> but like, literally. Because like, did. yeah, I'm going to see what's up. No. Um, no, this, this, um, this room would always make me wander back to it because... Um, there was always this weird haze in there. And it's not like we had a haze maker on the second mm-hmm. floor or there was any like haze coming up from the f- first floor where we were shooting, but it was always centered in that room. Oh, and God. and I like I went in there all the time and it was always there and it would become like inexplicably cold in there. I, I couldn't say that like I felt like a negative entity mm-hmm. there or anything like that, but I absolutely felt like there was something there. There was an energy mm. lingering there, an energy wanting to be seen and felt, mm-hmm. like seen in the mm-hmm. in the form of haze and felt in the form of that like particular cold. And it wouldn't be the entire room that was cold. It would be this one small area wow. in the bathroom, and I'm just like. Am I crazy? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, let me let me go back outside, get my little snack, get my little water, yeah. and like regroup, recoup. Yeah. And then I would come back in there, and that same particular place, that that small small area, yeah. would always be cold. Oh. And it wasn't freezing cold, like, sure. but it was definitely enough to notice. Yeah, en- enough to notice. It, it was just like it was a little off for me. But Damn. since since like working with Tammy and um just realizing that what I'm feeling is real. Mm. Like I just started to communicate and say like, Hey, like, like I feel you. Like, I know that you're here. Like if you want to communicate with me, like go ahead. I'm, I'm open. Mm. I'm respectful of you. Cool. And it, it just would never happen. It, it, it was weird. I, c- I couldn't explain it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah that was the flavelle home and oh and there's there's other other weird stuff that that would happen in that home well that i saw in that home like they had they had portraits like i guess like in the in colonial times like it was a i i don't know what class you would be in to be able to make these kind of artifacts Mm. but when people would pass they would collect locks of hair and they would almost they they would like crochet it into into flowered flower wreaths like i don't know if it's crocheted or what that is just asking to be haunted yeah it's just so weird like first of all you're like collecting it from like a a, like a person who's deceased so Mm -hmm. like that's a little like intrusive already but then like you're making art out of it and like putting it on the wall like i get it commemorative thing but like at the same time girl bye no, no thanks. that is super weird like it's super weird but also really fucking beautiful because sure. from from a distance like i i saw it i was like that's a damn beautiful wreath i wonder how old it is because this is an old home and as i was looking closer i'm like well shit that looks like hair Ugh. <laughs> no yeah it was definitely hair and it and it was um it was um a bunch of different colored hair so that makes me feel like it was different people that they collected it from i don't know if it's all from the flavelle family or what the case was but i know that that was one of the original flavelle belongings that were in that house and um part of the history of that home also is that it hasn't been um publicized like the inside Mm -hmm. like it hasn't been documented really um for like a mass majority of people to 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 see if they're not in Astoria, Oregon. Because, wow. like, it was, it, it is a museum and people are able to tour it, but people aren't, aren't able to touch and, sure. and especially shoot a movie there. Yeah. Like, move things around. Like, and we did all the above. Like, we were the first, like, film crew to ever, That's like, amazing. shoot anything in that home. So, you know, there, there was some, some stuff going on there, yeah. but I can't, say for myself that it was anything negative mm. but the um the wardrobe um designer on mm-hmm. on that on that set her name was savannah um savannah savannah and aaron that was her assistant they actually saw some so they saw and felt some shit there so in their um in there i missed it <laughs> i could have experienced this damn it man, i'm sorry you were there in spirit <laughs> literally uh, right. literally and he was like, mm, hey girl i love a misty bathroom like get out <laughs> like girl bye go back to la yeah <laughs> <laughs> no so savannah and aaron uh they they also concurred that there was some energy going on there savannah is very open to oh, the yeah. paranormal like clairvoyance world and and her and Aaron, they said that they were just there in between takes, like minding their own business, like just like on their phone or like sewing something. Who knows? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the shutters start like like opening, Ew. like opening and closing really, really slightly. But they heard it and they saw it, and then the light started flickering. Oh God. I'm like, girl, <laughs> don't tell me that. Right? Just let me live in peace. Like, right? live in my little cold bathroom. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, that's their, that's a scope of their experience. Wow. But that, that house is just particularly special. Like, yeah. something about it, um, it just drew me to want to explore more in yeah. there. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah. I loved it, and it, it wasn't a threatening yeah like vibe at all, which I which I really really dug. Cause girl, bye. I don't care who you are, how cool you are. I'm out. If you want to hurt me, goodbye. Yes. But um, no, it was really cool. That's so nice that it was like just trying to make itself known, but not in like a malicious way. Right. That's right. nice. I didn't even think to do the Snapchat puppy dog, but yeah, it was cool either way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And there you have it. Those are the haunted onset stories that we wanted to say for you guys for mm-hmm. the month of October. But spooks. it was like it was a lot of spooks. It definitely was. And I know that Ryan and Justin have other stories as well from other film sets that we worked on. I know from the haunted plantation set that we worked on that had a lot of crazy stories. And I definitely want to save those for another episode mm-hmm. when we have them on board as our special guest as well. Love. So guys, that is the end of our episode. If you ever worked on a on a film set, especially a haunted one, please send that our way at uh, hollywoodparanormal mm-hmm. at gmail.com. But don't think that we are going to end this episode without, you know, giving a shout out to our spiritual bays of the week. Uh, and we have two. We have one. One is the JSYK podcast. Hi. So they're a podcast um, with hosts Chris, Drew, Jess, Wynn, and Jim. They take an in-depth look at movies, TV, and anything else streaming on the web. They're a sweet group of guys, and they're so awesome on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for all the shout-outs and, and tweets and stuff. They're awesome. The second is Ghoul on Ghoul Podcast. Hi. So they are a comedy podcast by ghouls for ghouls. Hosts Amanda and Sarah plumb the depths of Supernatural and the sexually deviant ghosts delicious i know very delicious they're very sweet especially on instagram guys go check them out there the jsyk podcast and ghoul on ghoul podcast and of course guys if you love holly weird paranormal and you want to show us some love please don't forget to rate subscribe and give us a review on apple itunes it really helps us out a lot and it gives us you know a little more visibility on the web can't get enough of Hollywood Paranormal, then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast. Have a story that you're dying to share, no pun intended. Pun, pun, pun. <laughs> pun, pun, pun. Then email us at HollywoodParanormal at gmail.com. Catch up with our current and past episodes on Blueberry.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Castbox, Player FM, and Spotify, of course. Everywhere. We are. Till next time, guys. And Bryce, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, you know, just uh, stay out of those cold bathrooms, y'all. <laughs> Big thank you to Kelly. Yes, thank, you thank you so, so much. much for taking the time out to share your crazy tales. Kelly, do you, do you have anything you want to say? Um, I just want to say how thankful I am that you guys even thought of having me Aww. on your amazing podcast. I'm so proud of y'all. Um, and yeah. I hope you enjoyed my content. Yeah, that was really fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, booze. And before we leave, guys, another side note, we are going to have another drawing for our tickets for our live show at the Pasadena Playhouse. I almost forgot about this little tidbit, this major tidbit. So remember, guys, that we will be posting some more um, drawings on our social media. So make sure you're submitting your name into our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. So by the end of the week, we can definitely pull the name out of our hat so you can win a pair of tickets to not only see us live, but to also see 
see Susan Hills, the woman in black at Pasadena Playhouse on October the 31st. And not to mention, you will get a live show of Hollywood Paranormal followed by wine time. You guys get to chill with us, drink some wine with us and take pictures with us, of course, which will be really, really fun. So you don't want to miss that if you live in around the L.A. area definitely want to submit your name for this drawing all right now we can officially get off the air now bye. all right bye guys stay holly weird bye